Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Now, I happen to be out of town, and that's why I am broadcasting from a random hotel room. Uh, my wife is down at the gym. She's going to be coming back pretty soon. So I'm going to keep this really short, but I wanted to share something with you guys that I thought was really interesting. Uh, I, I found a, a brother that I've known about him for a while, but I I, I, he, I saw a couple of videos he did and I have to just give him props, um, you know, and I, and I do this because I want to make it 100 percent clear that I am. I've never been anti rapper. I get calls from some of my friends who are rappers who say, you know, Doc, you talk about rappers. Sometimes you're hard on them. Uh, and I don't want you to I don't want rappers to think that you hate rappers. And that's not true because I'm a I'm a huge hip hop fan. I'm, I'm probably the, the biggest hip hop fan that I know. And uh, and so the brother I want to give credit to that I want to talk about today, and I'm going to put him on the screen because some of you may know him, some of you may not. I assume that most of you may know something from uh, some of his hit songs. His name is Young Jock. And Young Jock, uh, there was a couple little clips that he did that really kind of blew my mind in terms of impressing me uh, with his intelligence. And, and I, li I like the idea of black intelligence. Y'all know this. And so um, anyway, as I move forward, do me a favor as you come in, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, you're watching drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. And I also want everybody to know I have a book out, a book series called Black American Money uh, that you can pick up on Amazon or you can go to boycewalkins.com or you can just go to drboystbooks.com directly and get a copy of the book. And of course, you guys know about my latest book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. That's also an Amazon bestseller, so feel free to go grab a copy. Uh, DrBoyceBooks.com is where you can – my kids will ship the books to you. You can get them autographed, all that good stuff if you'd like. So let's talk about Young Jock. Let me tell you why I am – it's not that often where I'll, I'll just stop and say, you know what, I, I got to just express some support for a brother because I like when black men are smart. Give me a yes in the chat if you agree that you love it when brothers uh, are as smart as we're supposed to be, when we don't fall for the ignorance when we don't let the white man dumb us down and make us look like buffoons and clowns and idiots and losers and thugs and, you know, baby daddies and men who don't love their children. You know, I, I think that the black man's better than that. And I root for that, man. I cheer for that. So let me just tell you what young Jack said that, that really made me, uh, that made, gave me a lot of respect for him. Uh, and some of you may know him. I assume most of you do. Maybe you don't. Anyway, one thing that he said was really interesting is he was talking about the obsession that a lot of artists, especially young artists who don't know any better, the obsession they have with luxury brands. Uh, he was on, I think he was on Vlad TV. Now I've done a lot of interviews with Vlad TV. I don't do interviews with Vlad TV anymore because uh, I don't know how beneficial Vlad TV interviews are to the community. I don't hate Vlad TV. It's just not the place I want to be. But anyway, I, I've done interviews with Vlad TV before and, uh, and I've talked to Vlad on the phone before. Um, and, uh, and during this interview, he was talking about luxury brands and uh, the, how rappers just love to buy luxury. And one of the things that he said was, he said that it makes no sense that you will buy a luxury brand to prove that you have money. And here's the crazy, here's what I love. This is what told me he, this brother's smart is he said, buying the luxury brand does not prove that you have money. When you spend money on the luxury brand, it proves that you had money. How that? I mean, I'm talking about checkmate, right? That it proves that you had money. It proves that you did have money in your pocket, but now you don't have the money anymore because you gave it to somebody else in exchange for a consumer item. 
they gave you gave them real money and they gave you a pair of pants. You gave them real dough and they gave you a piece of jewelry that they paid one tenth of your price for that. So, so you gave them, you give them a thousand, they give you back a hundred dollar product that they marked up to a thousand. So you're getting a hundred dollars in value and $900 in self-esteem. Can I get a yes? If you understand where that brother was coming from and can we just kind of just clap for him? I know that we could be hard on the rappers because some of y'all just promoting some stuff I can't endorse. Some of y'all might as well go work for the KKK. Some of y'all Negroes uh, just literally uh, hate black people more than any racist, any Trump supporter, uh, anybody out here could. So, so, so when the rappers do something right, you know, when you have a D1 who speaks in an intelligent way to the community, you got to clap for that. When you have an immortal technique who speaks in a way that is going to liberate black people, you get, you got to clap for that. One of the best conversations I ever had was when I got on the phone with Immortal Technique and he and I talked for two hours twice. I talked to that brother on the phone. I said, man, I know when I'm talking to another scholar and another soldier. This man is a soldier and a scholar and I love talking to him. It was one of the best conversations I ever had. I love talking to intelligent black people. So uh, young Jock, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> he, he might be the smartest rapper in America. Like, literally, he might be the smartest rapper in America. And so, so anyway, do me a favor as you come in. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. You're watching DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, make sure you hit the notification bell because, as you know, when you, when you start talking black and intelligent, uh, they're, they're going to try to block you, ban you, and all this other stuff. But it's okay because we got many platforms. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Some of y'all went looking for my Instagram. It ain't there no more, but that's okay because we got 35,000 backups. So here's a backup you can go to. You can follow me at Dr. Boyce Finance, and I promise you that hanging out with me, you will be smarter. Uh, you will be wealthier. You will be happier. I, my goal every day is to make your life better. So you can follow me there. Another thing you can do is if you'd like for me to send stock selection stocks that I'm invested in with my family, just text the word stock to 31996, and I'll send you Dr. Boyce Profit Alerts every week. Now let's get back to the lecture at hand. Let's get back to Young John. And let me tell you guys why I'm talking about him today, because I, I just really think it's important because, you know, because the thing about it is we all have to learn balance. You know, last week I did a video about Rick Ross and uh, and I and I mentioned uh, something that Rick Ross had said that really kind of concerned me. I forgot what it was. I don't remember what the whole conversation was. I my brain just moves from week to week. But one thing I can say is that, you know, I'm, I'm also friends with the real freeway Ricky Ross. And I, I felt that that. It didn't make any sense to me how um, a person could be so concerned with being a superhero or creating a persona that they would steal another man's name that way. Um, I, I think I don't know. Again, I'm not going to say that I'm not accusing him of stealing. I'm just going to say that, you know, I don't know if his mama named him Rick. I don't know if that was the original intention of of what Mr. Ross uh you know, was supposed to do, you know, I don't know if that was, uh, you know, the name that he actually had, or if he took the name of the most notorious drug dealer in the history of South Central Los Angeles. Maybe that was all a coincidence. You know, uh, maybe one day I'll just start calling myself Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, so I can be a different kind of scholar. Or maybe one day I might change my name to Barack Obama. I have no idea. Barack is pretty good. It'd be nice to be an Obama. I have no idea. Anyway, 
Uh, and after I did the video, you know, I, I I know that I get backlash because sometimes people think I'm picking on the rappers or or critics over being overly critical. And the reality is that I get tired. Honestly, I don't know if you all agree. Give me a yes if you agree with some of this. But I get tired of seeing black men sort of, uh, you know, being paid by white people to promote self-destructive behavior. I, I get tired of it, you know, and then we feel like it's OK and it's validated because the white man said it's OK. And I and the, the thing that I want to say to black people is that these folks don't love you. You think these people care about your community? You think they care about the side effects and the consequences of the promotion of some of the worst behavior known to man that they're gl you're glorifying drug dealing, you're glorifying drug using, you're glorifying uh, disrespecting women, you're glorifying wasting your money. Do you really think that these folks are ever going to stop doing it if you're crazy enough to get on the dummy train and promote this to yourself? Give me a yes. I hope I'm not alone. I hope that there are other people who understand where I'm coming from. Uh, it's sick. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. They want you on the stupid train. They want you as dumb as possible because when you're dumb and you're high on dope and you're drunk as a skunk and you wasted all your money and you didn't get no education, then that makes you a, a, a super slave. That makes you an easy person to control. That makes you uh, an, 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 an inadequate adversary. You're not even a worthy opponent. When you let them break you down to the point where you lose every ounce of your manhood because you have not prepared yourself for the competition in front of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I hope somebody's hearing me on this. I hope you're hearing me. Let me know if you're hearing this. If you are not preparing for battle as a black man on a daily basis, if you are not making sure that you're on top of your game, then you're pretty much asking to be a slave. And so when Kanye West, another rapper I spent a lot of time on the phone with, he called me. I did not call him. I do not call rap. Uh, I don't. I don't working with you to go chasing down celebrities i don't do that uh but when i do you know but but one thing i remember kanye said that slavery was a choice and uh the answer is yes and no uh if you don't know you're a slave and you don't have any awareness of your condition then in that case slavery is not a choice you you were put into a box put into a cage and you were never taught what was outside of that cage so i don't blame you if you're ignorant and you just know you're you don't know you're ignorant most ignorant people are too ignorant to know how ignorant they are but when you are an ignorant, when you are an intelligent person who chooses to be ignorant because you want to fit in, well, then I hold you accountable for that. When you are a person who uh, who has an awareness of ignorance and you know, you know, it's not healthy to be telling little boys that they want to all go to prison. You know, it's not healthy uh, to to, uh, to talk about black women like they say some dirty dogs. You know, it's not healthy to teach young people to go waste all their money. You know, it's not healthy to tell young kids to stay high and drunk all the time and and engage in irresponsible responsible sexual behavior you know that's not healthy so you know these things but why do you do it well you know because they because they paying the white man paying good money he paid me 2.5 million dollars last year yeah he's paying you so so that he don't have to do the job he's paying you to do his job he's saying man i don't have to go destroy black people because there are plenty of black people who are who will gladly do this for me i don't have to go kill your mama because you go pull the damn trigger if i give you 50 cent because you don't love your family, you don't love your community, you don't love your people. Well, then I, all I got to do is just give you a couple of nickels and a bag of Cheetos and you'll go destroy everybody. And so ultimately, I think that we have to challenge some of this. It's not really challenge the rappers. I really look at I don't look at the puppets. I look at the puppet masters. The puppet masters are the labels. Uh, these, these are the ones who are engaged in the multi-billion dollar funding of black genocide. And these are the individuals that we must confront. So anyway, let's get back to the topic at hand. Do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up. Share. Subscribe. This podcast is on Spotify, by the way. So if you uh, want to follow me on Spotify and you want to listen in, just look up Boyce Watkins on Spotify. You will find me there.
Uh, also, uh, if you want to get copies of my books, I have a new book out called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. It's an Amazon bestseller. I also have a book series called Black American Money, part one, part two, part three. I wrote those over the last 15 years. Uh, so feel free to go to drboycebooks.com. We've been in this game. We've been doing this. We've been consistent. We've been up in here every day. We've been talking black wealth before anybody else is talking about it. And we're going to keep going till our casket drops. That's what we do. In the words of Sebo, one of my favorite West Coast rappers. So I like the rappers. I don't want rappers. I think I hate them. I know all about all the different strands of hip hop and I'm a big hip hop head and I know enough about hip hop to know that if you put poison in the message, you will destroy and kill your people. I know hip hop well enough to know that rappers are geniuses and they understand the influence of their music. I know hip hop well enough to know that the people that are putting that money in your pocket don't are up to no good. I know hip hop well enough to know that the CIA and the FBI definitely peeped out how influential that music was to your community and they said we're going to use that to destroy black people. We're going to use that the same way we build a roach motel where we put out some food, we poison the food, we find the leaders of the roaches and the roach goes out and grabs the poison. We know it's going to, he's going to take it back to the nest. That's how they run a roach motel. That's how they exterminate uh, rodents. And that's also how they exterminate black people. Give me a yes if you follow what I'm saying. Give me a yes if you can at least hear what I'm saying and not think that I'm crazy or overreacting. If you look around in your community, you will see evidence that I'm 100% correct in everything that I say. The pastors and the rappers are two groups of people. The pastors, rappers, and politicians are three groups of individuals that they manipulate in every election, that they utilize to destroy black communities, that they utilize to drop toxic messages into your community, that they utilize to brainwash black folks. And I'm encouraging you, if you are black, if you are smart, if you are intelligent, you're going to walk away from all of this nonsense and learn to think for yourself. That's all I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to think like me. I'm not asking you to let me become the next influencer in your life. I don't need that. I don't need you. I don't need you to 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 give me more credit than what is due. Uh, give me credit for the work that I'm trying to do, but don't give me credit for more than that. I'm not God. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not trying to replace your legendary black leaders of the Negroes you've been trained to worship. I'm not here to do any of that. What I'm here to do is to be your Jiminy Cricket. If you ever watched Jiminy Cricket, he said, always let your conscience be your guide. Jiminy Cricket was a Disney character that was on your shoulder getting, and jumped in your conscience and can, encourages you to think outside the box and to not be afraid and to not follow the crowd. That's what I'm doing. I just want to be your advisor. I want to be one of those people that's in your ear to say, hey, come on, we could do better than this. Come on, we deserve better than this. You know, and so the reason I'm taking this moment and giving young Jock his flowers, I do not know this brother. If you see, brother, if you see this video, call me. I'd love to be your friend, man. I have a lot of respect for you. I know a lot of rappers in Atlanta. Uh, you, you're one that I would welcome uh, to call anytime or to talk to anytime. And young Jock said something uh, on this Vlad TV interview that I thought was absolutely extraordinary. And then also he said something else that I thought was worth hearing. I'm going to share that in a moment too. The first thing that he said, and I mentioned it earlier, I'm going to mention it again real quick, is he talked about the, this idea, this very false idea. And I and it perked my ears up because y'all know my PhDs in finance. He, he mentioned this very false idea that somehow you're, you think that spending money is a way to prove that you have money. You know, and, and this is this is this was a big to me because I talked to my daughters about this all the time. I said, why in the hell would a guy spend money? to show you that he's got money. I said, if a, if a Negro is spending money to show you that he's got money, just be careful because there's a good chance he ain't got no money. Cause when he spends his money, he's not showing you that he's got money. He's showing you that he's giving money away. And some people have enough money, but they can't do that. They got it like that. They can give a lot away and still have some left over. So spending money does not mean that you're broke or poor, but for so many people giving their money away to white people is one false status symbol that we have been uh, introduced to been indoctrinated with. Uh, that fits into 
the American narrative of excessive consumerism that drives the economy. They train you from birth. Do you hear me? Are you listening to me? They train you from birth to be a consumer. They train you from birth to spend your money. They train you from birth to go to the mall, the corporations, and everything else to give them money. Why do they do that? Well, because they need you to spend money in order for the economy to keep moving. They also need you in debt. The more indebted you are, the more you have to go to the corporate plantation. Do you understand after the pandemic how many people wanted to quit their jobs? How many of you? Give me a, yeah, raise raise your hand in the chat if you um if you have if you if you found yourself wanting to quit your job during the pandemic if the pandemic made you rethink your life and reconsider everything that you've been investing your time in well well you know this is this is the common thing a lot of people went through this and uh and so 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 with young jock young jock was a rapper i showed earlier what i liked about what he was saying was he was basically kind of really helping you to understand where where this comes from and understanding that this excessive consumerism isn't a way you actually have to live a lot of people talk about the culture. You know, BET, that company that's now owned by Tyler Perry, that used to be owned by uh, Paramount and the Redstone family. I found it very offensive that they would they would do the BET Awards every year and say, this is the culture. This is your culture. That that was the biggest form of brainwashing I've ever seen in my life. It was the biggest brainwashing I've ever seen in my life because never once have I seen any community feel other than ours where a community where a group of people feel like they have the right to come and tell you what your culture is. I can't go to the Jewish community and say, this is your culture. I can't do that. I can't go to the Arab community and say, oh, this is going to be Arab culture now. I can't, I can't do that. They wouldn't, let, they wouldn't allow me to. They have enough cultural consciousness to say, what the hell are you doing? They'd probably kill me for that. So the question becomes, why is it that you let other people who are not in your community tell you what your culture is and then feed you a bunch of toxic garbage and say, that's your culture? So what, is dying young your culture? Is being a drug addict, is that your culture? Because that's what they promote. They promote the drugs. Is being broke all the time, is that your culture? And being on your knees begging white folks to take care of you, is that your culture? Is that what you? Is that what it is? Oh, I get it. That's slave culture. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's something we need to investigate. Maybe we need to dig into that, right? Because we have this whole conversation about critical race theory and all this other stuff. Well, maybe part of the critical race theory conversation needs to start with, why in the hell are you waiting on white people to educate you about yourself anyway? That, that's the critical race theory conversation I'd like to have is why are you even having the conversation with the wrong people? And then second of all, I would say, you know, if you read books like Dr. Claude Anderson or the Black History Reader, Black Labor, White Wealth, Powernomics, uh, and, uh, and, and, and these are books, we read them every week in the Black Business School every week. Uh, we have Powernomics training. It's totally free. Just go to boycewalkins.com. You can sign up. Just look for that. There's a lot of re free resources up there. I just find it really utterly fascinating that we as black people think that, that, we, that we're going to we're going to be liberated by the people who benefit the most from our enslavement. What in the world makes you think that there's any incentive for any of these folks who control you, who benefit you, who profit from you? What in the world makes you think that they have any incentive to see you educated and alert and aware and successful? They have no incentive to see any of that. None. So ultimately, what I would say is that I liked I liked Young Jot's comment because I thought it was really cool. I thought I said, man, this is great. He's explaining that when you spend money on European products to prove that you have money uh, and that's your goal, you know, you're, you're spending your, your goal is to spend as much money as possible uh, because you somehow have been misled into believing that spending money is the way to prove that you have money. Well, then effectively. You're really not proving that you have money. You're proving that you don't have money anymore because the, the person who has the money now is the person who sold you that stupid product. And then on top of that, 
uh, you, you, you go even deeper into that. He actually says that what the clothes you're wearing is actually a receipt. He says that <laughs> that that you are literally wearing proof that you used to have money, that you gave your money away to somebody else. Tell me that's not brilliant. Tell me that's not beautiful. I know I'm, I might be belaboring the point, but I really think when a black man steps up and just has the courage to say something that's intelligent and beneficial to so many of our people, I think we need to clap for that. You know, um, I don't, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I knew about Young Jock because he had a song called It's Going Down. Um, you know, meet me at the club. It's going down. Meet me at the mall. It's going down. That, that's what I knew, to be honest with you. And and also, I, I remember seeing where Young Jock had, you know, some interesting hairstyles. I, I would call that the Black Elvis he had the black Elvis hairstyle. I don't know nothing about that. No disrespect, Jop man, but I that hairstyle, I I just thought, hey, you know what? Um, I guess we try to be trendy right now. I'm not cool enough to understand that hairstyle. Uh, but you know what? I, I I have to give credit where it's due because uh, this brother said some things that I thought the community needed to hear. So I said, you know what? When I see a black man going to battle, uh, I jump out and I say, let me see how I can support him. And so uh, so right now, remember, as black people, you're in a you're in a war. You're, you're always in a war. You're, you're in a war of the spirit. You're in a war of the mind. And uh, in, in this war, you know, you're going to have to fight. And in this war, the people are going to do things that are not fair. Uh, in this war, people are going to try to sabotage you. In this war, they don't want to see masculine, strong, intelligent black men even exist. Like they wanted me, they, they, my mother was 16 years old when she got pregnant with me and, and she was poor. You don't think they told my mama, you know, your life would be better if you just abort that baby. If you just get rid of him, you know, you can go back to living your life. But my mother had faith in this thing called God. And God told her that the, you, you aborting this, getting rid of this child is going to be, is going to be bad for the world. This child is going to do something significant. And she said this, she, my mother has said this to me. She said, uh, I gave birth to you because uh, I and, and I did not know what to do. And I gave you to God because God told me that you were going to do something significant and I had to give birth to you. And so my question is, how many other significant, amazing, extraordinary black men have, you know, we, we had who were somehow aborted along the way, either in their mother's womb. Maybe they were aborted by the school system. They were miseducated so badly that they never found out who they were. Maybe they were aborted by the prison system and eliminated from the competition that way. Maybe they were aborted by poverty. Maybe they were eliminated by ignorance. Maybe they were eliminated by drugs. My father was a really smart man who happened to have a problem with drugs. So I need you to understand that when you talk about black folks, um, we get, you know, we're under attack on a regular basis. And I think that an awareness of that is extremely important. And I know that, you know, me talking about these kinds of things might cause people to get confused or angry or, you know, I get a lot of haters from this. I, I know I, I see the haters out there. I mean, I don't watch the videos and stuff. I, I don't watch any of those. You know, you don't let toxic stuff in your mind, but it's fine. I, I want them to keep on hating because if you don't got no haters, that means you're not making an impact. My goal, honestly, is that there are certain people on this earth that I want to hate me. I want to be their public enemy, number one. I want to be the thorn in their side. I want to be the, the guy that they can't stand. I want to be the guy that pisses them off every time they see my face. Because if I'm doing that, that means I'm making an impact. If I do that, that means I'm not just trying to fit in. I'm not just trying to show up and be part of the conversation. I'm showing up with a message that is undeniable and clear. Whether you like me or not, whether you rock with me or not, whether you agree with me or not, you cannot say that you that it has not been made clear 
what I believe, what I stand for, and who I am. And that's what it's going to be, period. So um, shout out to Young Jock. <clears throat> I know there's some others out there that say good things. I see somebody mention Waka Faka Flame. I get, I, I, I got to look up what he's been doing and stuff. I, and I'm not saying that none of the rappers are intelligent. There's a lot of great guys. Killer Mike. I saw Killer Mike when I was in Atlanta last time, and, and we got together with our wives and had a really good time at a black-owned restaurant. And um, he introduced me to the owner. He's a really good guy, really smart guy. We've been friends for over a decade. So there's a lot of smart guys out here. But I, I wanted to talk about Young Jock's comment because I thought because it was so deep. And I wanted you all to understand that he also made an interesting comment about Will and Jada. And he was talking about just getting back to the table. And he was talking about conflict resolution. He said, he said, do you know how many people don't even make it back to the table? They get into a dispute. And they don't make it back to the table. And what you don't understand, what I need you all to realize is that that also was a wealth conversation. That was a wealth conversation. How was that a wealth conversation, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked. That was a wealth conversation because think about how many times a business died because the owners started fighting with each other. Think about how many times you had a musical group that could be making $10 million a year on tour, but because they started fighting, they couldn't come back together, come back to the table, work out their differences and get back on the road. Look at, uh, look at how much money the ghetto boys could, could have been making all those years where Bushwick and Willie's my buddy, Willie D's my, my, my buddy. He was in my wedding. We're very close friends, but uh, think about how much money the ghetto boys would have made just going on tour together, but they couldn't. Things happened. They had differences, right? Uh, uh, and I think him and Face are not getting along or something like that, and it, you know, that makes me very sad. Uh, but think about um, another what other groups? Uh, Three Six Mafia. I heard Juicy J explaining how uh, they were doing well, making a lot of money. Then people started fighting. Nobody came back to the table. Now the whatever money they would have made by continuing that brand uh, is gone uh, you can keep going down the list keep going i mean it's even talking about outcast you know i don't know what happened to outcast but anyway um but look at the other side of it look at um the rolling stones and the grateful dead they made money until they were in their 80s literally they made money for the next 50 years because they were able to put their egos to the side and find some way to go on tour together look at new edition new edition Shout out to New Edition. One of the members of New Edition is in the Black Business School. He's a real cool guy, very smart guy. He, I, I didn't even know he was in the Black Business School. And I, I kept using analogies like never trust a big button to smile. And I didn't know that he was actually in the group. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, look at New Edition. Bobby Brown's out there huffing, puffing, trying to sing my prerogative at the age of 50 something, looking kind of crazy. But they're making they're rocking. They're probably making 10, 20 million a year on tour, going to stadium, going to, you know, selling out shows all around the world because of what they did 30, 25, 30 years ago. I think that's beautiful. That's black love in action. That's, that's a bunch of guys who were able to put their egos to the side and say, you know what? We are better together than we are apart. Let's come together. Let's figure this thing out. Let's, let's put the nineties behind us and let's be smart together. That is what wealth looks like. All those guys are richer because they got along because they came back to the table. Do you understand what I'm saying? Give me a yes in the chat if you get what I'm saying. I know I talk a lot about stuff, but I really want you to understand all the nuances of wealth. You know, it's easy to talk about 401ks and IRAs and investing in stocks and how to buy real estate. All that stuff is fine. That's standard stuff. What I want you to understand is the nuances. I want you to massage the subtleties of building wealth that people don't talk about. People don't talk about relationships. They, they think that, that it, just, it just all happens because you went to school and or you know the right people. No, you 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 have to know the art of, for example, of not being an asshole so that people will actually want to even work with you. So when they're even in hip hop, this is one thing I, I talk about. Is they they promote this arrogance, this extreme narcissistic behavior. Like I am the center of the universe. And this was a conversation I had to have with Kanye was I was like, brother, 
why do you think you're more important than everybody that you talk to? You're not more important than me. I'm not more important than you. Where did this come from? Oh, I get it. White people have been giving you money and validating that narcissism. Well, I'm not going to validate any of that. So I would encourage anybody in here, if you want, listen to just some of what this brother said when he talked about the ability to come back to the table, the ability to work through your differences, the ability to let your ego go so you can preserve the relationship because you understand that the relationship is more important than you. That simple idea is the reason that China will be the greatest economic power on the planet in less time it takes for you and I to be in a grave. In our lifetime, China will dominate the earth economically because they raise their children with principles that are just like that. And I'm not making this up, y'all. I'm telling y'all the truth. When I taught a class in China, I taught in China um, in 2006. And when I taught in China, I asked them about their culture. I talk about culture a lot in my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. I'll put it on the screen if you want to grab a copy on Amazon, if you want to go to boyswalkers.com, it's up there too. In my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, I spend a lot of time talking about the culture of families that are able to become wealthy. And here's what one of my Chinese students told me. Do you know what they told me? I want you to pay attention. I need you to listen to this. I need you to contrast that with what you're hearing from some of our most influential people in the community that, that's all about me, me, me. You know what she said? She said, um, you were taught in China at an early age a couple of things. One, when the teacher's talking, you sit on your hands and you listen. That's the first thing, right? They don't have this whole like, I'm 22 years old and I got money, so I don't need to listen to the elders. They respect the elders because they want that wisdom. Secondly, she said, write this down. If you want to be, if you want to be successful, you got to write this down. She said, we're taught that the group is more important than you. She said that we're taught that if you stand out and you are making everything about you and drawing attention to yourself, that the group should actually kick you out of the group. They, they will kick you out of the group because, because we understand the group is stronger than the individual and that the group is more important than the individual. How about that? How about that? Imagine, can you imagine, imagine for a moment, imagine if the whole black community, and, I, and I'm not talking about everybody, because we're going to have people that just want to stay stuck where they at. They, they, these people ain't going nowhere. I get it. Fine. The Negro naysayers, the ones who find a problem for every solution. Black people can't get no wealth. And I'm going to cuss that mother out. That, these men, they da, da, da. And these women, these women ain't nothing but stupid. Put those people to the side. Put all the Negro naysayers to the side. I'm talking to the intelligent black people right now. Shout yourselves out if you're in this category. Give me a yes if you're in this category. Imagine if all intelligent black people just agree that there's going to be some group or groups in my life where I've been willing to put my ego to the side for the benefit of the group. Imagine how much more successful you would be. Imagine how much easier it would be to get things done. At that point, you're not operating by yourself. You're operating as part of a team. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means basic things like the, the, the brilliant thing I heard young Jock say where he talked about coming back to the table. That means that if I love you and we rocking together and we're getting things done together and we formed a championship team, we're Kobe and Shaq. We're the, the, the New England Patriots. We're the Chicago Bulls of 1998. I'm not going to let my ego get but so big. I might feel good about myself. I'm going to celebrate our success. I'm going to talk about the championships we're winning. But 
I'm always going to remember what got me here. I will never forget where I came from. And I'll never forget that, that it's easier for me to benefit from this winning combination when we're a, a collective than it would be if I was to do it by myself. That core value alone increases your wealth astronomically because then everything you're doing, you're doing it as part of a team, part of a clique, part of an organization. Everybody's on code. Everybody's winning. Think about it like football. There is no football player in the history of this world who by himself could defeat even a mediocre high school football team. He couldn't. There's no one person who could defeat a high school football team. Why? Well, because that team, because you're talking about an individual versus an, an organization. And that is one of the reasons why you have you struggle fighting white supremacy, because you don't understand white supremacy is not one. We talk about the man like like there's one magical man who's doing everything, who's doing all committing all the racism in America and, and controlling all the institutions and controlling all the banks. No, it ain't one man. They ain't, this was the thing is the man. The man is thousands of men that are on code that are all sort of committed to the same idea. The so-called the man is a ser series of thousands of systems that are put in place to control you the same way you control an animal at the zoo. The man is is a system. And the problem you have is that you think you can beat a system with an individual. Individuals can't beat systems. They can't. So when you get into this, what I call super Negro model of, of black empowerment, you know, where we, we pick one guy and we say, he's the guy, he's the leader. He's the, that's our black leader. Well, then they're like, oh, okay. So we know who to point the gun at. We know which one to shoot. We know which one to take out. We know which one to discredit. We're either going to assassinate him physically, or we're going to assassinate his character so that no one believes in him anymore. Right. That's, that's, you make it easy for the CIA. So one of the things that I always wanted to do when I talk to you guys every day is I'm always preparing for when I'm not here no more. I'm always preparing for my death, whether that means I get killed and get hit by a milk truck or uh, I die a slow, hopefully I'll die a slow death as an old man and not slow, but like live a long life and die 40, 50 years from now. Um, you know, or maybe one day my character will be assassinated. I'm sure Lord knows there's a lot of agents out here trying to trying to do that. Right. I don't know. I mean, you know, Lord knows there's a bunch of people that want to do that. Dr. Boyce is a scammer. He's a he's a whatever. I don't care because the because the goal has been accomplished. The goal was the idea. The idea was the goal. Boyce is not the goal. It's the idea of the goal. The, the, the idea is. That wealth is beneficial to the black community. The idea is things like poweronomics. The idea is that if we work together, we can achieve more. The idea is that the black man needs to know how to start businesses and build institutions instead of chasing and, and begging for jobs. The idea is out there. It's already out there. The rappers are right. You know, before in the beginning, it was hard to get people to understand where I was coming from. Now, the rappers are rapping about it. There are platforms created over on this stuff. I, I, I get, you know, I talk to people like I talk to the Wall Street trapper. And every time I talk to trap, he always gives me credit. He says, you know, you were the OG, man. You were the one who originated like, thank you. That's all. I did my job, job, mission accomplished, because now there's so many of us. You can't kill that energy. Once the people, once the community is exposed to freedom and power, you can't put that animal back in a box. Right. So what you're witnessing right now, in my view, and this is making me very excited, actually quite optimistic about the black community, is you're seeing um, the rise of the black man. That's what you're seeing. And as you see the rise of the black man, 
you're going to see the rise of the black community. The people leading this revolution are going to be intelligent black people. And eventually the celebrities will start to follow us. They're going to start to follow what you're doing. They're going to start following what you believe. And because your kids are the ones who will be in a position to own the, the professional sports leagues, uh, they're going to own movie industries. They're not going to be movie stars. They're going to actually own studios. They're going to go into all different fields. They're going to they're going to be manufacturers. They're going to own. They're not going to go and become big on Facebook. They're going to own the Facebook. Your kids are the little Zuckerbergs and the little Elon Musks of the world because they're getting the right mindset. And you're doing that right now in 2023. You'll see it all kick in the most about 2043 and beyond. About 20 years from now, this was a 60-year plan that started in 2010. We are in year 13 of this plan, and it's already kicking in ahead of schedule. So in the next, watch in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you're going to see intelligent black people rise up to levels that nobody else can compete with because we are the best. We are number one. We're meant to dominate, and we are going to win. Give me a yes in the chat if you agree. Give me a yes in the chat if you're making that commitment for your family. Give me a yes right now if you're ready to go because we're about to rock it out and kill it. It can't stop, won't stop. They can't slow it down because we go win period all right anyway i'm about to get out of here my wife is coming in she she just walked through the door hey baby all right so i i will talk to you guys soon i love you and i hope you have a wonderful day and do me a favor please hit the thumbs up button thumbs up share subscribe make sure you hit the notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live also uh as you guys know uh, instagram gave us some issues so but i do have an instagram page you can follow at dr boyce finance uh feel free to go uh, follow dr boyce finance I like to put stock tips and, and financial information up there. Uh, and also, uh, if you want to receive uh, stuff in your text, like uh, stocks that I like or our $5 a day investing plan that we are implementing in the Black Business School is free to the community, as well as a training on how to make money without working. Just text the word stock to 31996. Text stock to 31996. All right, guys, I am out of here. God bless you. And again, congratulations to Young Jock. Uh, I just love what you had to say, brother. And I just want to publicly applaud you for showing that kind of intelligence that our people need. And uh, so I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten, three PhDs. Now we on the CNN, DBTV. Let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.